You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome in to the first postcast of the 2023 season and quite a good one as we get started with a Braves victory over the Washington Nationals on opening day 7-2 is your final score and this is the Braves postcast part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. I guess we're still kind of all new. We're celebrating <laughs> one year coming up pretty soon and I think that's still new in the overall scheme of things but either way we hope you'll subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Hit that bell, get notifications every time we do an episode because we are going to be bringing you a lot of episodes this season. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani of Locked On Braves, and we've got a great game to talk about for Atlanta by and large, but there is one concerning storyline that's going to be coming out of this one because Max Fried had to leave early. What is that going to mean? We'll discuss all of that. But before we jump into that, let's talk about the game as it happened, and it was a Braves victory in the opener of the season. First opening day win for the Braves since 2018. So, Jake, I think... Overall, offensively, you saw a lot of things you'd like to see. Braves didn't hit a bunch of home runs to win this game, but they outscored the Washington Nationals, and that's what everybody was asking for. Yeah, I mean, an opening day win, like you said, it hasn't happened in a while. I didn't realize it had been that long, but yeah, it's all you really asked for on opening day. There were obviously a lot of miscues on both sides for the for both of these teams. You could definitely tell it was an opening day, but to come out and get the win, get that good feeling, uh, certainly was a great day for the Braves. Yeah, and I think the Sun might have been playing some tricks mm -hmm. on some middle infielders and some outfielders, at least in the first few innings of this one. It wasn't the cleanest game, but again, if you look at that run column, the Braves have got to be pretty happy with how it started now. They have 161 opportunities to maybe clean it up a little bit. Let's look inside the box score of this one. Braves obviously 1-0 after picking up a win in the opener. Seven runs on 12 hits, two errors, 12 men left on base for Atlanta Nationals 0-1. Two runs on eight hits, three errors for them, nine men left on base. Winning pitcher... Lucas Litke, we're going to get to this in a minute. He was forced into action for the Braves out of the bullpen much sooner than anybody expected. Patrick Corbin takes the loss. There was no save in a game that lasted three hours and seven minutes, and a crowd of 35,756 were on hand to see it. Jake, I hate to start with kind of the bummer headline to come out of this one, but we got to be realistic and we got to be honest about this win. Uh, they're not all created the same when your ace starting pitcher has to leave with what looked like a hamstring injury covering first base in the fourth inning. It doesn't sound overly serious, but if I know anything about the Braves and really most teams in April, they're not going to push an issue like this this early in the season. Yeah, and that was kind of my takeaway as well. If this were, you know, a division-clinching game late in the year, he likely stays in, I would think. I mean, they let him throw another pitch, which mm -hmm. I think is at least a good sign uh, that, you know, it wasn't anything too serious. But on a cold day like this, they're certainly not going to push it first game of the year. But it is unfortunate because I loved the game that Max Fried was throwing. I mean, efficient, getting ahead, putting guys away, you know, typical Max Fried stuff. But, I mean, I thought he had a chance to throw a Maddox with the way that he was pitching and, and where his pitch count was. I mean, he was he looked great. So, for that, I really hated to see him have to leave this one, but just also because he is the ace and you hate to see him injured like that. Like we said, hopefully it is nothing serious and he can be back soon. But – Grant, and that's why the Braves have so much starting pitching depth and where it could come into play this season. Yeah, we talked about it all winter. We talked about it all spring in the battle for the fifth spot in the rotation. Then you see Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd win opportunities to be in the rotation to start the season. Kyle Wright's going to be slowed, but hopefully going to be back in a couple of weeks. But now you're going to have to dip into that depth once again if you lose Max Reed for any length of time, if he lands on the injured list anyway. 
Uh, Jake alluded to how good Freed was. Three and a third innings, four hits, a run, no walks, two strikeouts, 43 pitches. So, yeah, he was quick and efficient, pounding the strike zone, 28 of those. Couple the of sun mi- got two of those hits, Grant. Yeah, a couple of misplays <laughs> behind him. So that's a deceiving line. I'm glad you pointed that out because it was a little bit crazy for both sides in the early going, and they were still fighting, I think, into the middle innings. And, you know, that's just one of those things that Max Freed can't control that. But the thing that you know about Max that we've seen that was one of the things that makes him a great competitor, when he has to step up and make pitches to work through those things, typically – He's going to find a way to get the job done, and he did. Now, the Braves put a three spot on the board in the second inning. Orlando Arcia, if you had him on your bingo card for knocking in the first run of the year for the Braves, congratulations. And speaking of bingo, he had a big-time jackpot before this game, Jake. A three-year, $7.3 million contract extension for Orlando Arcia. Did you see that one coming on opening I didn't. Day? I did not see that one coming. I mean, they extended him last offseason already. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely didn't see that one coming, but – what a great deal. Like, I, I don't understand how anyone could view this other than a great deal. And everybody's entitled to their opinion, but it's $2 million a year for a guy who's a veteran that has a lot of starting experience. Even if he doesn't turn out to be the starting shortstop and Grissom or Shoemake is, that's still a great value on your bench. So I think it's a fantastic deal for the Braves, for Orlando RC, who I, I think loves being here. Like you hear from a yes. lot of Braves players. So uh, yeah, another you know great deal from Alex Anthopoulos. It had been a while since he had given out extensions, so you know he was eager to do one and gets one just before opening day. Yeah, I thought it was funny on the Bally Sports broadcast with Brandon Godden and Jeff Francoeur early on, Alex Anthopoulos having to tell the story of how he finally got scooped on one. They had it all <laughs> done last night around dinner time, and thought, you know what? We'll just take it easy. We'll announce it first thing in the morning, and somehow that Robert Murray got the scoop on the Braves. But either way, congrats to Orlando Arcia. And you pointed out, I mean, from a monetary standpoint, you're going out signing you know, veteran players to one-year, $2 million deals a lot. That happens mm-hmm. all the time. All kinds of clubs are doing that. This is a, a kid, and I say that because he's still only 28, despite having been up in the big leagues for quite some time, who is going to profile and fit somewhere, whether it's utility infielder, some everyday duty, like he's getting the opportunity to play shortstop this year, the way he helped you out at second base last year. I just think, as you said, Orlando Arcia fits this team, and the Braves feel like offensively, there's a little bit more they're getting out of him than perhaps the Brewers did to start his career. So congrats to Orlando Arcia. But speaking of hitting on this day, I don't think anybody did it more than Travis Darno, a four-hit game for the Atlanta-designated hitter. Jake, this was one of those questions we were also asking in the spring and all the way back to the Sean Murphy trade in December. Are we going to see both these guys in the lineup at the same time? Sean Murphy was behind the plate, and for good reason. He's a gold glover. And Travis Darno was a DH, and he responds with a four-hit day and a two-run double in the ninth inning that helped really give the Braves that breathing room. Great day for both guys. Yeah, it was. And it's an interesting lineup that Snicker threw out there day one, going up against a lefty, you know, really just stacked the lineup with those righties as much as he could. I said, even before the game, I don't know how often we'll see this happen with Darno or Murphy in the DH, but it felt like the perfect opportunity to do that with an off day tomorrow with a lefty starting on the mound. But if Darno's going to get four hits every time he goes out there at the DH, we may see him in there a lot more. But yes, what a day from him. Had to run a lot too. He had an infield hit mm-hmm. and then he had the double in the gap. And then he tagged up on a ball from right field that throw got away and he scored. I mean, you saw him kind of just jogging home after that ball in the dugout, like way too much running for him. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure he's glad to have that off day on Friday. But yeah, an incredible came from Travis Darno again, just showing you the depth of this Braves lineup to, you know, have two catchers like that. I know it was somewhat of a rough day for Murphy in his debut going over five. I don't worry about that. He's learning the pitching staff and everything. But 
for Darno to come in there at the DH and, and four hits, those two big RBI to put the game away late in that game. Uh, yeah, a great day for him. Yeah, it definitely was. And for those of you who were watching the game along with all of us, it saw Darno get a little tangled up there at third base with Candelaria. He was fine. He said after the game in his post-game interview with Valley Sports that he isn't any worse for the wear for that. He just kind of got tangled up on a hard slide. But it's good to see that he is emerging from this game healthy. Obviously, everyone is concerned with Max Freed. And with Freed out of the game, it really put a lot on the bullpen. I think that if you wanted to hand out kind of a combined MVP for the day, if you want to call Travis Darno the player of the game, that's fine too. But five and two-thirds innings of one-run ball out of the bullpen, Jake, that was a huge reason for this Braves win as well. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, bullpen was was put into a difficult situation there, but guys came in. A lot of traffic, you know, especially yep. after Litkey and, and Chavez, you know, you had a lot of traffic come in with those guys at the back end, but, you know, their stuff is so good, they can pitch around that type of stuff. So I, I thought it was, a you know, a great – game for the bullpen to kind of settle things down or not settle things down, but just keep it where it was um, and finish the game off and uh, bring in an AJ mentor. He was already up, you know, so it made sense. They were going to bring him in surprised. We didn't see Joe Jimenez at some point in this game to just kind of get his feet wet to make his debut. Um, and grant apologize. I was looking real quick and they do say that Snicker said it's likely going to be an IL stint for Max freed. Yeah. Um, so he could miss a start or two. So I want to make sure that we threw that in there, but I just saw that pop up. Uh, a second ago but yes going back to the bullpen great job by them logging things down got a little shaky at times but still had the stuff to to get through it yeah good looking out there and you know you just don't want to take any chances with a max freed Mm -hmm. or really with any player at this stage i mean that's why kyle wright was optioned down to or put on the injured list i should say to go down to the minor leagues to make some starts so he could be sure to build up his pitch count and wright said hey i feel like it's the right move i'm not trying to play hero in the month of april it may have just been a cold day kind of thing for Max Freed. He was going full tilt over to cover first base and just kind of came up a little gingerly after that. So left hamstring discomfort was what the Braves called it when he exited, and that seems very likely to put Max Freed on the shelf now, as Brian Snitker indicated to reporters following the game. So yeah, that's obviously not the news that you want on opening day. It kind of tempers a big win for the Braves. Again, their first opening day win in five years. But as we talked about with the pitching depth, we may be seeing an Ian Anderson or a Bryce Elder much sooner than we thought we were going to as the Braves go through the rotation the next time. But you've also got Spencer Strider, who'll be throwing on Saturday. You've got Charlie Morton. Kyle Wright is around the corner. And then you've got some good arms in Gwinnett for the Braves to figure it out, along with those two talented rookies, Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, who are looking to make their big league debuts in the very near future. Uh, Yeah, Lucas Lickey, Jesse Chavez, Dylan Lee, Colin McHugh, A.J. Minter combining to uh, limit the Nationals to just the one run after Freed exited. And you look at what the offense was able to do, a three-spot early, a three-spot late. We saw Ronald Acuna Jr. off to the races to start the season. He was two for six with his first stolen base of the year. Jake, you may have seen it. I started the 40-40 counter. It may not look that impressive right now with no homers and only one stolen base, but we're going to ride this thing out over 162 and see what Ronald does. Yeah, I'm excited you're doing that. I I, I love the the 40-40 tracker for Acuna. I, like we said, you know, when we talked the other day on Lockdown Braves, I really want to see him get it. And I think it's going to be an exciting thing to watch. And his best swing of the day was his last swing. And I thought he got one. Uh, but an incredible play by Victor Robles there in center field. I'd have loved to see if that ball would have bounced off the wall to see what Acuna could have done running around the bases. May have got it inside the park home run to start that 40-40 run. But, yeah, he had some great swings today. I think he had three exit velocities of 104 miles per hour or harder. So continuing to hit the ball hard, 
hopefully seeing that launch angle come around as we did in that that mm-hmm. last at bat. So yes, very excited for Acuna this season and got to see part of that here on opening day and, and getting to see him run. And that was an interesting thing too we saw because the new rules came into place because Corbin yep. tried to pick him off twice and then Acuna was able to just take off to get that first stolen base of the season. Yeah, and I think we'll see a lot of that this year. And Ronald has already indicated if he's on base, he wants to be running, he wants to be stealing. So we may see, as I've talked about a little bit over the past week or two, maybe well more than 40 stolen bases for Ronald. We'll see how exactly that all plays out. Uh, other offensive performances besides Darno, besides Acuna, Ozzy Albee is a cleanup man today, two for five, scored a run. Michael Harris, a couple of runs scored. He was one for four. Austin Riley, 0 for two, but three walks, including one with the bases loaded. A pretty good day for him overall, just reaching base. And we're sure he's going to tap into some power and do some of the other Austin Riley things here over the next 161 games. And oh, by the way, Matt Olson, it didn't start out the way he wanted to with two strikeouts against Patrick Corbin, who otherwise was kind of laboring against the rest of the Atlanta lineup. But he ended up with a two-hit day, a double that just missed being a home run, following up that red-hot spring, Jake, with just a little bit more of what we've been expecting to see from Matt Olson, really since he was traded over from Oakland. Yeah, yeah, tough first two at-bats there, especially that first one because you had Acuna steal the base, and then you're looking for Matt Olson to at least move him over to set him up for Riley, but struck out, you know, Corbin is a lefty. Perhaps that plays into the lefty-lefty matchup there a little bit, but two strikeouts against Corbin, a couple in some really big spots, some key spots, but then come back and lacing a couple of balls to the opposite field, one that just about got out for that home run. I know a lot of people picked Olsen for the first Braves homer of the year. You almost got it, but uh, double for him, a couple of, of loud hits the other way. So, yeah, good to see him continue on from spring training, just uh, hitting the ball hard. Uh, big season for Olsen. I think we all believe that. Yeah, well, let's quickly turn our attention to Saturday as the Braves will look to secure a series victory in Washington. They, of course, have the off day on Friday. That's a schedule-mandated thing. Uh, So Saturday afternoon will be the game two of this three-game set against the Nationals. Spencer Strider on the mound, Josiah Gray for the Washington club. A couple of guys who can definitely pile up strikeouts. No one more so than Spencer Strider, at least as far as rates concerned. Nearly 14 strikeouts per nine last year, Jake. Opposing hitters batted 180 against him. 11-5, 11-5, 267 ERA. Didn't even get into the rotation until you know darn near uh, Memorial Day and was a runner-up for Rookie of the Year. There's all kinds of accolades and things we can say about Spencer Strider, but you know every time he takes the ball, there's a chance something special could happen. And for the first time in 2023, he'll be on the mound on Saturday. What are you looking for out of Spencer Strider? Yeah, I think every time we talked last year and we were previewing a game, Strider's pitching, I called it must-see TV, and I, I still believe that. I can't wait to watch him pitch and hopefully dominate this Nationals lineup. And I like Josiah Gray, too. I think he's a good young pitcher. The Nationals are certainly hoping he takes a step forward this year and becomes a leader at the top of that rotation. And he dominated the Braves last year. He made two starts against the Braves. I believe he gave up three hits in 11 innings. Apologize, not double-checking that. But I know he he was great against the Braves last season of two starts that he made against them. So we'll see. Maybe now they've seen him a little bit, can adjust to him. But, yeah, ultimately looking forward to Strider, seeing what he can do, if he can continue that success from last season, pile up the strikeouts. And it's great the Braves have the off day on Friday now. It gives that bullpen a chance to rest as they were inserted to the game much earlier than expected on Thursday. Uh, but still hoping Strider can uh, go deep in the game, dominate Braves, go ahead and wrap up this series. Yeah, at least go out there and, you know, get those six innings. I know that Spencer would like to go at least six and, you know, give the bullpen a little bit of help and also get himself started out on the right foot with a chance to strike out a whole bunch of batters. You give Spencer Strider six innings, you might see a double-digit strikeout performance, and that might be the easiest prediction we make on the show all year long. (laughs) 4.05 Eastern time on Saturday afternoon. Again, the Braves are off on Friday. 
Then they will battle the Nationals in the middle contest of a three-game set. And then on Sunday, we'll be talking about Jared Schuster making his major league debut. So a lot of big things happening this weekend, unfortunately for the Braves, and their 7-2 opening day win. They've likely lost Max Freed to the injured list thanks to a hamstring issue that occurred in the fourth inning. That'll wrap us up here, though, on the Braves postcast for the first of many times this year. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Subscribe to Locked On Braves as well. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get the audio form of this show and everything else that Jake has for you all season long. And really, there is no offseason for Locked On Braves. We got you covered all across the board. So that'll do it for now. I'm Grant McCauley. He is Jake Mastroianni. Once again, your final score was the Braves 7 and the Nationals 2. Join us next time on the Braves postcast. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 